for these testimonies, shall we bow down. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We glorify your name. Several brethren have testified of your healing power. And the Bible says that healing is the bread of the children of the kingdom. Father, as the testified, indeed confirms that my father, these belong to you. Thank you for the healing of uh, our mother back to me was not feeling God for the encouragement and the opportunity you've given to our sister to testify to the many that came to be assisted by her. Lord, in everything you work well for those that love you, O oh my Father. We pray, King of glory, that we shall not cast at the opportunities that you avail for us, O oh Lord. We thank you and we bless you. Father, we are grateful and we want to thank you for our brother Steve. Lord, as you continue ministering in his life, as you continue visiting our O oh God. Father, we are grateful for the divine healing upon the sashes, O oh God. Lord, that you came and intervened in a miraculous way. We are grateful. Father, we thank you for our sister angel the way you visited her, oh God, intervened in her life for my doctor. We want to thank you because the faith shall be built. Every moment she walks out and she takes the instructions of the doctor, Lord, it shall be a reminder of your faithfulness, that you are well able to deliver us from the most difficult situations, God and your love is still upon us. We thank you, praise the Lord. I want us this evening to meditate over a few things. God has done wonderful things in our lives, but for this evening, I want to share a very brief message which I titled Reasons. So if you can open the book of Ephesians, it shall form the basis of our celebrations tonight. And to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings this is your word, O oh God. We want to feed on it. Edify our souls, O oh God. Let it touch us. Let it revive us. Let this word 
spur us into a desire and a hunger for more of you, Lord Jesus, than we have ever had before. In Jesus' name, difficulties that we have experienced this evening, they were unforeseen. But we still thank God because he's still in control. As I reflect over this word, I want us to look at the life of Brother Pauline. First, he tells them that he himself is an apostle. Having looked at the past life of Paul, probably the Ephesians were also looking and wondering, is this what God can do in the life of somebody? Just a few years back, indeed, he was so zealous in punishing Christians that it scared the entire church. When it was pronounced that Paul had now been converted, not many people were with open hands. But this was an opportunity for us to celebrate as a body of Christ. We were not born then, but we were in the loins of Abraham being destined for this kind of celebration. I want you to reflect over your lives, you as the body of Christ, you as an individual, think back into your life, see who you were before. I know not many of us like being reminded of the past because in most cases it's very, very, very negative. And sometimes we feel bad when somebody reminds us of our past because it makes us feel as though nothing has changed. But I want to thank God that this God can transform a murderer into an apostle. The same God who can do such a wondrous work is the God that has also purchased you from the kingdom of darkness and brought you into this glorious kingdom. Paul was a very proud man. I'll qualify my statement. Paul was a very proud man because he had risen so high in this, in the affairs of religion that he had the, he had the freedom of seeking authorization letters from the chief priests. He would walk there and say, I want to do this, so give me the authority. He had that kind of feeling that nothing would, 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 would really destroy his plans. But the same Paul, who was talking so, 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 so proudly like this, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he talks of vessels of clay in reference to himself and the other Christians. I'll just read that one. You don't have to open it. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seven, he says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. The same proud man had been crushed to a point that now he viewed himself as mere clay, a container of made of clay, weak. The same person who was strong enough to go and punish Christians without any fear. Now he was a humbled man, ready to refer to himself as a vessel of clay, but with something special inside, that he was that delicate, he could be broken, it is a reason to thank God. I don't know in your life, when you reflect over your life and see where God has brought you from, do you have a reason to celebrate before him? Do you have a reason to think about what he has done in your life, to reflect over his work over your life? 
Maybe we have been born again for so long that we have taken it for granted. We don't even reflect over it. We think it is something normal. And probably in our lives, we are questioning why people are not getting saved because it's so, so normal to us. It is something automatic. You feel it should just happen. But did you know that it's by grace that you are able to receive that conviction? It is not something you planned. Have you ever reflected over it and realized that were it not for the grace of God, you would be looking at the word of God as just something that does not make sense, like the Greeks. There's nothing, no difference between you and those people who have not believed. But there is a reason for you to celebrate that in that crowd of confusion, in that multitude of people who did not have time to listen to the word of God, the spirit of God picked you out and you became a new vessel. There is a reason for you to celebrate that you are born again. The same way we look at our anniversaries and we are reminded of the beauty that has now long gone. We are reminded of the firmness of our body as men when we were marrying those ladies. We remember those days and we say we are celebrating our anniversary. It is important for you to reflect over your salvation where you have come from and have time to celebrate what God has done in your life. The strong are crushed in Christ so that they become vessels of honor in his sight. Paul realized that he had attained the new status by grace. And that is why he's sharing with Ephesians and talking of grace in verse two, he says, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Those words are not coming out of his mouth because he has been given the eloquence of speech. It is because they have meaning to him. Grace means a lot to, to, to Paul, a man who did not deserve, in a, according to his own words, is the least of all the apostles, but he was given a reason to celebrate. Today, I want us to share a few things that I believe you and I must reflect over in these Ephesians as we celebrate our salvation. Try to list them down. One, we have been transformed. One, we have been transformed from all vessels, vessels of dishonor, vessels which were ignoble to vessels that are noble now, vessels that are of good use in the hands of the master. You have a reason to celebrate. You have a reason to celebrate. Number two, according to what he has said here in verse one, we have been turned into saints, saints, and into faithful people in Christ Jesus. A saint is one who has been set apart, identified by God himself, purified by God himself, justified by God himself, and made one like God. It's been set aside. Do you recognize that in your life? That is what God has exactly done to you and to me. A reason enough for us to celebrate this hour. It is true, probably you are thinking, I wanted something to celebrate, something that God did last week. But that salvation is not guaranteed all through. That you can celebrate it now, it means God has done something in your life. There are many who are born again, but they have run their salvation aground, probably in the last one week. For you, God has preserved it. It's reason enough for you to celebrate. If we look at chapter 2, verse 3 of Ephesians, the Bible says, 
If we start from verse 2, it says, Wherein in the time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. What is Paul trying to tell the Ephesians and tell me and you? That we have got a past. And that past we need to be reminded in order to appreciate the work that has been done in our lives. That past is important for us to reflect over because it brings out the great work that God has done in your life and in my life. Maybe you are fellowshipping with us and you are wondering what are these people talking about? There has been a transformation in our lives. There has been a transformation in my life. I cannot explain it fully, but I know there is a difference. Just like Paul is saying here, in the times past, we walked according to the course of this world. What the world dictated unto us, we followed. What the world expected us to do, that we did. We had no option. We found ourselves tied to the world system, that there was nothing we could do of our own independently, but such as the world expected us to do, that we found ourselves doing. That is why Paul cries out in Romans and says, wretched man, what shall I do? And he says, thank God Jesus Christ has come. Praise the Lord. I'm paraphrasing those verses. He had looked at himself and he had said, everything was lost. There was nothing that could come out of him that was good. And he was a hopeless being, just like we were. But when he reflects over his life, the one thing that rings in his mind is that Jesus Christ made a difference in his life. Christ has made a difference in Kenneth's life. Christ has made a difference in your life. It's reason enough for us to celebrate. It's reason enough for us to celebrate in his presence. Praise the Lord. We are no longer counted. I mean, sin is no longer counted upon us because of the work that God has done in our lives. He has purchased us and brought us into this glorious kingdom. So there is enough reason for us to celebrate that the power of sin is no more over our lives. The power of sin is no more over our lives. We are assured of the grace of God in our lives. Praise the Lord. I want us to go further and look at another aspect. If you look at the verses that I've read so far, I've not read many of them, we see something happening in verse 3. The Bible says, Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus? I want you to take note this very evening. We have shared before over this, but I want you to remind yourself again. The fact that you are not experiencing the blessings of God does not mean that God has not blessed you. The simple explanation is you have not received the blessings. God has released, but you have not received. I wish we were in a face-to-face -face session because if God blessed me with a 50 real note and I stretched it forth to you, now I can see everybody's alert. I mentioned 50 real. Thank God. If I stretched it to you and I said, this is your 50 real, and you sit there smiling and looking at me, that 50 real is not going to walk from my hands and reach your pocket. But you must take a step of faith and come and take it from my hand. And the moment you take it, it becomes yours. Now, don't come to my house tomorrow and ask for 50 real. I'm just using that as an example. 
Praise the Lord. So there is a step you must take and go to take that which God has given to you. So the Bible says very clearly that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. And there is a small two words there that if you miss them, then you will continue sitting where you are and not receive the blessings. It says, in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. So once we find ourselves in Christ Jesus, the blessings, we are now set to receive those blessings. I want to say this evening, we have got a reason to celebrate. And the reason is we have blessings from God, spiritual blessings. And so as we bow down at this moment, it's not a prayer, it's just a thanksgiving. I want you to bow before God and say, Father, I thank you for the spiritual blessings that you have over my life. I didn't know these blessings were for me. I didn't know they had been released. But this evening, I'm grateful, Lord, that you have these blessings set aside for me. Thank you, Daddy, because you have released them. In the same way you released the prayer, the answers to the prayers of Daniel, you have released my blessings, my spiritual blessings. Father, I want to be in you as I prepare to receive them. Thank you, Jesus, because of these blessings. In Jesus' name, we have given thanks. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In verse 1, in chapter 1, verse 2, the second part, it talks of he has made us faithful in Christ. So I want us to take note of that. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus. Sorry, from verse 1, it says, to the saints which are in Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Some other versions use the word faithful in that verse 2. I hope you're... Yes, in verse 2, and that is because God has made us faithful in him. It is a position he has given to us. We have become the faithful of God in him. So there is enough reason for us to thank God for that. Number Another one, I don't know whether I'm counting properly, the fourth one, we are blessed in verse 3. Blessed be Blessed, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, blessed us. There is a blessing upon your life and my life. You may not be experiencing it, as I said before. You know, sometimes when pressures are there, we forget to see the good things. We only focus on the negative things. But what does the word of God says? say? God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. So the key word there is a blessing that has been given to us. In verse 4, another reason for us to celebrate, according as he has chosen us in him, he has chosen us. Father, we thank you tonight. We give you praise. We celebrate Jehovah for having chosen us. Among many, O oh Lord, many desire to be in this kingdom. Many desire to have this life. But God, they did not have that faith. But unto us, you gave us faith. And God, you blessed us and you chose us. Now we are the sons of the living God. We are grateful. The bread of life is grateful that they have been chosen. Thank you, Jesus. So we have been chosen. Remind yourself of that, that being chosen is a blessing and you need to be grateful for that. Another thing that we pick out is in verse six, it's also talking about blessing to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, accepted in the beloved. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. We have been accepted 
if you are not part of the kingdom of God, it doesn't matter how many times you go to church. It doesn't matter how much you give to the church. It doesn't matter how frequently you talk to Christians. It doesn't matter what you do, but you have missed out that blessing of being accepted. We are zeroing on the word of being accepted in Christ. In verse six, it has said clearly, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in him. There is something for us to celebrate that God has accepted us in this kingdom. It is possible many people have desired to be in this kingdom, but they have not received that acceptance. When you apply to go to a college, you wait for the acceptance later. Many people apply and the, the deans and the senate probably will look at the applications and recommend probably this one is not fit for our university. This one is not fit for our college. They don't accept you. No matter how qualified you are, you cannot walk into that college and say, you see, I have come, accept me, because they have not sent you the acceptance later. So there is a difference between being qualified to be and being accepted. There are many people in their lives, if you compare your life and their lives, probably they deserve to be more Christians and they live a better life in terms of practice than we who call ourselves born again. But the secret is that acceptance from God above has not reached them. For that reason, they're not partakers of this kingdom. They're not partakers of what God has provided. They cannot rejoice and celebrate with us in such moments because they have not been accepted. So it's enough reason for us to celebrate this evening. In verse seven, it says, sorry, we are going through this verse by verse, but I believe it's good for us to reflect over this and our lives and realize there are many things that we need to celebrate upon in our faith. In verse seven, it says, in whom, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. So what do we pick out from verse seven? We have been redeemed. We have been redeemed. It's good to remind ourselves, I am redeemed. I am redeemed of the Lord. And about the redemption, it cost him. He had to shed his blood. That's how costly it was. And through that redemption, we have received forgiveness of our sins. It is possible as we gather every day in our services, among some of us, the pain of sin still eats some of us deep within. They still feel the weight of sin upon their lives because they have not received the forgiveness of sin. They have not accepted that Christ's blood that was shed on Calvary was meant to remove, to wash away their sins. They still believe they have to do something for their sins to be removed. But God is saying, I have redeemed you by my blood. That's what Christ is telling us in Ephesians. And Paul is reminding us, and he's telling us there is a reason for us to celebrate. I know somebody is feeling, but Kenneth, we are born again. We know all these things. But how many times have you paused to reflect over them? How many times have you stood and walked, just thought about it, Lord, I was a sinner, and now I feel the joy and the peace of God in my heart. How is that person who is not born again feeling? How is that person who has not received Christ feeling? 
Isn't it enough reason for me to celebrate and thank God and tell him, thank you, Lord? Let's bow down. Father, we thank you that you have purchased us with the precious blood. You have made us sons of the living God. It is good at this moment for us to take time and reflect over what you've done in our lives. Father, we don't want to take it for granted that it was given, we have to be born again. No, many have desired, many have wished, many have admired the Christian life, but they have never been touched to a point of being redeemed so that their sins are forgiven and they can stand in the presence of God with a clear conscience. Father, we thank you for the grace. Thank you for the grace. Thank you for the grace. We celebrate for the salvation that you've given to each one of us. May your name be glorified. This evening, we are grateful, Lord. May your name be glorified. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise and honor. In Jesus' name, we celebrate. Verse 11, it says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Maybe you have been so quiet. Can you say, I have an inheritance? I have an inheritance. Praise the Lord. That reminds me of our Bible study. Neboth had something he had inherited and somebody came wanting to purchase it from him. The king, he said, I will buy, quote the figure and I will, I'll give you. But this man said, it doesn't matter how much you're going to give me. This is an inheritance. I cannot sell it. How cheaply we have lost our inheritance. We have given it away for other things. Let us learn to value our inheritance. God has given us an inheritance that is so valuable. And hear this, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. There is a place we have been targeted for. We have been set for some place. And that is by Christ who works all things in us. He has purpose that we be with him. Before he went back, he said, I'm going to prepare a place so that where I am, you may also be there. Probably you are in our midst and you're wondering, these people are talking of things that we don't understand. Yes, we have a savior, we have a master, our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, he gave us a promise that he left us here, rose again, and went back to heaven to prepare a place for us. One of these fine days, one of these fine days is coming back to take us back home. That's the joy and the faith and the celebration we have as children of God, people who have accepted him as our personal savior. I want to challenge you if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ as a personal savior, you don't have a personal relationship with him. These are the reasons why you need to think again. There are reasons enough for you to join this, this family and celebrate each given day with us. That we have an inheritance with which our father has given to us. Listen to chapter 2, verse 5. Chapter 2, verse 5. If we may start from verse 4, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy and for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he has quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. We were filthy in our sins just like you are if you are not born again. Just like you are, we were there. Some of us were worse than you are. 
Maybe you are good because at least you are coming to church now. Probably some of us never used to come to church, but you have come. We were filthy, more filthy than you feel you are now. But thank God, this Christ came and quickened us. We were dead in our sins, but he made us alive again. He can make you alive. He can give you life eternal again. He can quicken you and make you part of his kingdom so that you become together. Listen to the words he says, quickened us together with Christ. That when he removes, redeems you from that life, it is enjoining you with Christ, his own begotten son, the holy son of God. He ties you to him so that you become one with him. And that is the reason why we gather to celebrate. Apart from the miracles that he does for us, and as I say, every miracle that we experience, the healing, the blessings in the job, those are but the bread of the children of the kingdom. It's the result of what has happened to us. God has set them aside. I want to challenge you. When you buy food in your house, and it is there in the fridge. How many of us stand at the door of the fridge to, to determine who gets the food? In fact, all you know is the food is over and you go to purchase some more food. So it means the children in that house have got access to that food, to that fridge, at will at any time. And that is the invitation we are giving to all of us tonight. Those of us who have never given our life to Christ, that you have got that chance to join this family and access what God has given to this family freely as a child of God. Praise the Lord. Verse 7 of the same chapter, verse 7, it says, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ. You don't not only join the family, but he sets a program for you that as you progress in this family ahead of you, there is riches, immeasurable riches, immeasurable blessings that he has set ahead of you. As you progress, you access them. If you stagnate, you don't access them. So there is growth in this family. Father, we thank you for the growth that you have given to us. We thank you for the immeasurable blessings that you have set ahead of us as the body of Christ. We are grateful. Father, we thank you and we honor your holy name because you are well able. Father, we give you praise and honor because of what you are doing in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, because of what the plans you have for us, what you've said ahead of us as the family of Christ. Amen. We shall proceed. We are about to come to an end, but I want to share a few things so that if you have no reason to celebrate, you can look back and have a reason to celebrate. Verse 10 of chapter 2. Verse 10 of chapter 2. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. So when you look at yourself, when you look at your salvation, know there is somebody working through you. You are just somebody's handiwork, and that is the handiwork of God. You are God's workmanship. Do not despise yourself. Sometime back, I used to look at people, I used to attend meetings, and I would see the power of God being manifested through the lives of some brethren. I would leave that place feeling so low, feeling disappointed, feeling discouraged, because I would pray and say, God, when will you make me a vessel of this kind? But I came to learn you were saying, I did not want to make several of you. I wanted to make a unique vessel in you, not like the other one. Praise the Lord. 
While I admired those people and sought to be like them, sought to be used like them, God had a different plan in me, an immeasurable blessing that he wanted to make me a unique vessel in his household. He didn't want to make a duplicate of somebody else. Praise the Lord. He didn't want to make a copycat of somebody else. He wanted to make a unique vessel in me. So I want to encourage you, brethren, wherever you are, do not despise yourself at all. You are a unique vessel in the house of God. And tonight you need to thank God for who you are. Maybe you have never been mentioned at all. Maybe your name has never been heard of before. But because you are a child in the house of God, you are a unique vessel designated for something special. And there is enough reason for you to thank God for that. You are a special workmanship, a special handiwork of God. He did it by his own design. He wants Kenneth to be in the bread of life at this time in 2021 for a specific purpose. You may not stand on the pulpit. You may not sing in front of the church, but whatever you have been called for, recognize it and carry it out faithfully. And the Lord Almighty will bless you mightily in your life. Praise the Lord, because you're special. Verse 13 says, we have been brought near, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made near by the blood of Christ. We have been drawn close to Christ. Why is Christ drawing us close to himself? It is because he wants us to be special. He wants us to feel that special touch from him. He wants us to execute that special mandate that he has given to us. And I believe each one of us has got a reason to celebrate what God is doing in our lives. Verse 14 to 15 talks of unity. For he, he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinance for to make him in himself of twine one, new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity there, thereby. God has drawn us close to us, to himself, to bind us together as a body of Christ. So when you find yourself in fellowship with people, know that that's God's Christ working in your life, that you'll be part of that body. And there's enough reason for you to celebrate. So don't pull away from brethren. There is a reason why you are being drawn close to them, that you may be part of this body. You may become part of this body. That's why it's breaking all the walls of, that separate us, the walls of social strata to be broken so that we become one. These walls of race, so that we become one. This, the walls of nationality, so that we become one. That is what God has been doing in the bread of life. I want us to stop there because I think our time is moving fast. Finally, God has made us part of the household of God in chapter 2, verse 21. We have been made part of the household of God. I want us to meditate over what we have done. The entire book of Ephesians, before God, uh, before Paul begins to talk about the practical aspects of life, you will see that there are reasons that are being listed. If you reflect over them, you will see a reason for you to celebrate and to give thanks. That's the victory that God is giving to us in our lives. When you find yourself having a reason to celebrate in the presence of God, it's enough victory in your life. That's why we gather in this place just to speak of the wonders of God, what God has done to us. Those of us who are not part of this family of God, you have never reached a point where you have said, yes, Lord, here I am. Come and 
take over my life. If you have never reached that point, you will always find yourself empty in one way or another. That emptiness cannot be filled by anything. It cannot be filled by how much work you do, no. It will only make you more thirsty, more hungry, more empty. After you've done your work, thinking you've done it thoroughly, your boss comes and says you've done rubbish and you feel more discouraged. So it is not enough to overwork yourself. It's not enough just to busy yourself in the church. No, it's good, yes, you're doing service, but have a relationship with God, a deep relationship with God. And that relationship is what we are sharing with you this day. Yes, you may be born again, but you need to reflect over your life again and ask yourself, am I close enough to Christ? Am I celebrating my life as Christ intended it to be? Am I really rejoicing every moment? If that is not your portion, it is important for us to sit back and think about what God has done in our lives. There used to be a song which says, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done in your life. Praise the Lord. Just take time to reflect over what God has done in your life, and it will surprise you. You who has been born again 30, 40 years, you has been born again five years, if you begin to meditate over what God has done, it will surprise you. There are some things that you had never paid attention to, but God has been gracious to do them and to us. And it's important for us to do that. Praise the Lord. I want us to go before God this evening and just give thanks again. Hold the hand of somebody close to you. Hold the hand of that person close to you as a body of Christ. We just want to go before him and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the things you've done in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness over our lives. Father, as we celebrate the victories you've given to us, Father, we want to thank you again for the many more victories that you'll bring in our lives. We know what you've set ahead of us. It's great and it will be great even in the days to come. Father, we celebrate it and we thank you because it is your doing. Father, we want to thank you for the children that you have preserved in our midst, God. Our children who have remained healthy over this time. Father, you have given them peace in the homes, O oh Lord. You have continued to encourage them. Father, we thank you and we celebrate for your faithfulness. Father, we thank you for the healing that you have brought to this church. The many of our brethren who have received healing, who have been comforted in diverse ways, we are grateful. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jehovah. You are good God. We give you praise and we honor the Lord. We give you praise. I want you to hold your hand over your body if you're feeling any form of sickness and we want to trust as a church if you are suffering for any reason or you are trusting God for anything just put your hand upon your head or upon that place where you are you are feeling pain if you are trusting God for general blessing and a specific blessing just put your hand over your head as we pray this night the whole church is praying over these issues and I believe the Bible is true to its word. As we join together in prayer, God will hear our prayer tonight. Everlasting Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, you can see your children, wherever they are, listening to us this evening. God, as you speak to them concerning your purpose in their lives, I pray, King of glory, as many as are not feeling well in their body. The Bible says, by your stripes we were healed. This hour, Lord, I commend them into your hands. Visit upon them with your divine healing. Touch them in your own special way. Father, I pray right now, manifest yourself in a new way, O oh Lord. 
speak in your own special way in their lives. Father, we command those diseases to cease from their bodies right now. Every work of the devil in their lives, Satan will pronounce to you defeat right now. We take back that which belongs to us. We repossess the healing that God has given to us. We claim our healing in the name of Jesus. Every ailment shall be banished from our bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I want to pray for those who are trusting you for various reasons. Jobs, Father, those who have applied for different places. We pray tonight, let your hand go before them. Father, levelize every hill. Fill up the valleys, Lord. Speak to the boards that are concerned with the selection. My Father, speak to them on behalf of our brethren. Father, we invite you into those meetings. God Almighty, there will be special favor over every Christian who has made an application. Father, we invite you to speak in their midst, Lord. Cause them to have favor over your children. Cause them to see your children in a different light. Not to focus on the qualifications, but to be touched, to see the touch of the Lord upon their lives. The king looked in the furnace of fire and said, I can see a fourth man. Let them see the fourth man in their life, in the applications of these brethren. We thank you and we bless you, Lord. Father, those who are renewing their contracts, we pray, God, your favor, as they indicate their wishes, Lord, you shall go forth and confirm again. Father, we thank you for those that are trusting for placement. They have not received a place. We pray tonight, let your presence be before them, O oh Lord. Touch them, O oh my Father. Anoint them with your oil. That God, wherever they knock, the door shall be open by reason of the anointing upon their lives. We thank you and we bless you. We thank you for our meetings at the bread of life. May your name be glorified. May your name be exalted. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. I want.